I'm Noah, and you're listening to Product Journey. Hey, Ingo. Hey, hey. How are you? How's life? Doing good. Um, getting close to us having another baby. Our third baby's going to be here in about three weeks-ish, or, or any time. Who oh, knows? wow. Yeah. Christmas baby. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, so that's going to be fun. Um, and, and hopefully, hopefully for me, obviously it's a little more work for my wife. Um, but for me, hopefully it'll be kind of a fun, relaxing time. Cause once we have the baby, I'll probably just not do as much and, uh, just hang around with the kids and the baby and try to relax more. So yes, we will see. <laughs> Sounds good. So congratulations and yeah, take the time and enjoy the family time and I'm really happy and excited for you. Congrats. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Did, did you finish your doctorate stuff or you, you still got a little bit longer? Yes, I have two more weeks to go, um, but there's this last presentation and just yesterday I had a trial run for it. Um, so you presented to the professor and the fellow students and worked out pretty good um so i'm confident that everything will work out just fine and then nice. the last defending is on the 20th of december and then a flight to thailand um is on the um three days later um so also looking forward to kind of not work and just relax yep. a little bit <laughs> and enjoy the nice. kind of christmas time nice that's awesome um Okay, so this episode we're going to do something that's kind of new and I think will hopefully be interesting and we're going to review our last years. And this is something that James Clear, author of Atomic Habits, I think talks about doing. And so we're going to answer three questions. Each of us are going to answer three questions. And the three questions are, what went well this last year? What didn't go well this last year? And what are some learnings from this last year? So we're going to kind of go through each of those, kind of review the year. should be kind of fun to kind of see <clears throat> what happened this last year, what we did. And um, it is kind of crazy to look back at a year and be like, wow, lots, you know, lots of stuff happened. It's, you know, it's a decent amount of time. But then also it's like, oh, that went really quick. I feel like this year went really fast. How about you? Um, same. And a lot of things changed. And maybe... Um, Just as a super quick start, um, could you give me a little bit of background, like one year ago, where were you? Like what happened back then in your life? Where was Portionet? Mm. That's a good, that's a good question. Um, one year ago, um, hmm. so I was, I was like just in the works of like quitting my day job. Um, and I, I, my last day of my day job was like last day of the year. And so mm. I started full time on potion beginning of this year. So that was kind of how this year started out. Um, and so that kind of gives at least some context there. Crazy. Um, yeah. How, how about you? Um, yeah, for me, it was um, back then we were still only working on our analytics product um, for Mara. Team was a way smaller. Um, and we haven't closed this um, kind of first real investment um, round. So, yeah, I think the main point is back then we were doing review analytics only. And, yeah, other than that, we can talk about uh, in the wins and the other stuff. So what yeah. went well the last year, Noah? What happened? <laughs> okay. Um Yeah, so I have a couple one, couple of these. Maybe I'll just go through them quickly, and mm -hmm. then and then maybe I can expound on them, and, and you could like maybe ask follow ups if you have any. Um, so one thing I said went well. As I said, this was like the first year, you know, starting the year. I went full time on my own stuff, <clears throat> and I'd say one of the things that went really well was just really enjoying being self employed and working for myself. Like I think that went really well. I really enjoyed that. Uh, so that's one. Um, two is something that happened kind of middle of the year this summer, and that's pushing through the potion plateau, which I've talked about a little bit before, uh, you know, MRR was kind of like paused, kind of, I felt kind of stuck and I kind of really came back focused and kind of pushed through with potion on that. And that's maybe a little bit tied to my third one, which is 
launching the potion dashboard, uh, like the V2 of the potion dashboard. I feel like that was a really big step and push forward um, with progress in the dashboard and, and just the product as a whole with potion. Um, and so I felt like that went really well this last year. Um, so yeah, those, those are kind of my three main ones, things that I think went well this last year. Um, S- super, super cool. And I mean, um, before we were talking more often, I was a big podcast listener, big fan. And I remember yeah. those episodes where you were talking about this big plateau and you didn't know what to do. And then I think you had your experience in the Web3 uh, um, yep. space, tested different um, yep. stuff. So um, did it help to kind of go one step back and kind of try some some other stuff before you came back? So was that part of why it was successful to actually kind of not do potion for a little bit? Um, I think, yeah, I think maybe it was. Um, I think I just kind of, my brain, I was like just pushing on potion for so long and not getting results from it. And I think that kind of burned me out. And so I think that's mm-hmm. kind of why, like just doing something else, kind of giving myself a break from thinking about potion, I think did help so that when I came back, I kind of came back with fresh ideas, new motivation to really push on it and kind of push it forward. So I think that's kind of definitely what helped with that. Um, yeah, I'll, again, I'll, but I will get to some of that stuff in some <laughs> of the next sections probably. So we can talk more about that. Um, but but I have, would have one following up question because, um, I mean, I plan now to end my PhD, try this digital nomad um, thing. And one yep. of the kind of big points is to um, take more time for myself, um, both in, in kind of the private life as well as the professional life. So you just said you really enjoyed this year. Um, so what were the main aspects you enjoyed? What was most fun about working your for yourself, um, working on Potion, what did you like most about that? Yeah, that's a good question. I was going to add to that that like, I I think it took me a little bit of time to kind of get into the rhythm. So when I went full time, Mm -hmm. probably like the first two months or so, it it was kind of hard to like be my own boss, plus to (laughs) do it all by myself, where like, I'm just kind of working on my own. I'm just like in this room in my office, like, like sitting down at my computer, like, all right, I gotta like make something happen here. And there's no one telling me to do that. And Mm -hmm. so definitely, I felt like it took some time to feel like there was goals and reasons of why I was doing stuff, like doing the stuff I was doing. Um, And so, yeah, it took a little bit to get into the rhythm of like actually making, feeling like I could kind of work on my own and make progress and enjoy it. Um, Because that first, you know, little bit was kind of rough in some ways, Um, just kind of getting used to that. Uh, but once I did, like, it was definitely a lot of fun. I think what I enjoyed is just like being able to get up and kind of do kind of the things that I think I thought made sense, like make those decisions for myself and work on things that I wanted to work on. Um, and that's where there was a little bit of balance of, I found that I, I had to like give myself some goals for each week to work on, Mm. um, to be able to kind of push myself and stay motivated so that I would feel like I was doing it for a reason. Um, cause that I think was the problem in the beginning is I just had kind of like no goals I, and I would just like wake up and be like, okay, I can do whatever today. Like, okay, I'll just start working on this thing. But there was like, I didn't have like this overall like reason or goals that I was pushing towards. And so I think that's one of the things that really helped was starting to have like weekly goals and like something I was trying to accomplish, um, that motivated me and, you know, so it gave a little more structure. Like I needed some structure because it was kind of mm-hmm. like there was just no structure. It all went out the window when I first kind of started. Um, do, do you, yeah, sh- once do you I sh- share your do you share your goals? Is it just for yourself, or I mean, mm-hmm. you, sometimes you share it because you're building in public. Um, you kind of share it, for example, on Twitter. But do you have yeah. like kind of a workflow how you handle those goals? Yeah. So this is something I started. Um, a little earlier in like the summer maybe was having, I'll put my goals in notion and I have goals for different kind of categories of my life. And then uh, I usually don't really talk, tell anyone those, unless like you're saying, maybe I tweet about something specific to one of the goals 
uh, with Potion. Um, but I'll tell my wife the goal so she kind of knows I'm doing them. I think that does help to be, you know, kind of be held accountable to them. Um, and then the only other part of it is the when the next week comes, right before I make that week's goals, I'll review the previous week and just kind of go through and be like, okay, did that go well? Like, did I achieve these? Um, yeah, what things went well, what things didn't. And so, yeah, that structure, I think, has been kind of helpful. Super interesting. Super interesting. Um, and I'm yes. especially um, happy to hear um, that you, I mean, I experienced it, that you pushed through that um, plateau for Potion. Um, because I think um, for all the listeners that kind of heard you back then, you really could feel um, that it was a challenge, um, what was happening with Potion. And it makes me even more excited how we think now about Potion and that you have like mm -hmm. all of those, all of this energy um, back. That's that's quite cool. Um, yeah, I think yeah. Um, it's kind of like, I mean, it is great to have challenges and be able to kind of get through them and overcome them. Like, I think when you start a business, I, you know, I think I was starting to get to a point where I was like almost like second guessing myself of like, oh, can I really do this? Like, am, am I really, mm. you know, am I the real deal, like the entrepreneur that can make this happen? Um, you start to, I was starting to kind of feel like maybe what I had done to get potion to that point was like a fluke or something like, Oh, maybe I just got lucky and that's dried up and there's nothing I can do to like make this happen. And, and you, you know, you just start getting kind of bad thoughts in your head like that. <clears throat> and so I think it was really helpful for me to, to kind of set like, all right, no, I'm going to do this. This is the goal. We're going to get through this, you know, this rough patch. And then to be able to do that, felt really good and was kind of, you know, just gave a lot of confidence back. Um, so yeah, really thankful for that. And it was a good experience. And uh, I mean, everyone has stuff like that. Like there's always challenges in life, um, whatever it is. And so it's good to be able to feel like you can work through to overcome those. Um, so I was, yeah, I was definitely happy about that. And yeah, probably one of the highlights of the year for sure. Amazing. Um, um Maybe before I jump um, to okay. you, to the challenges and the harder parts of um, what what um, you have, I can also answer the question. I also did my homework and prepared some bullet points for it. Um, mm -hmm. So also the kind of to give you the the main topics. The first one was for sure our pivot. Um, so back then we had the analytics tool and we had some big customers um, and they paid like a high MRR. But um, the main problem was that we have we didn't have the feeling that we were solving like a huge pain for them. There was not like a huge amount of feedback and growth potential. Um, so we really thought, okay, we need to change something. And it was super hard to come to the conclusion and then do the pivot. And I think doing that um, was really, really good. We put a lot of effort in talking to a ton of different customers. We had, I think, 10 different ideas what we could do. Then we talked to customers, ranked those ideas and kind of eliminated every week some ideas until we came up with this review reply assistant um, and this is so much more fun. It's amazing to talk to all those customers. We have the feeling yeah. we solve like a real pain. It's so cool. We get a ton of feedback um, and it's growing and it's so much more fun. Um, so that yeah. was for sure um, a big win for was, Mara, but also for was me. Was it kind of crickets before that? Like before you made that pivot, was were you not getting customers as engaged? Like I'm just curious like what that felt like, the difference between a product mm. that wasn't necessarily hitting right um, and, and working and then the one that started to. Yeah, I think the difference was really engagement and sales cycles. So on the engagement side, it was like we sold analysis tool. Um, then at the begin beginning, there was some engagement. But then after, let's say, three or four weeks, they saw the analyses. Um, they brought it to their innovation departments and then they pretty much stopped using the tool. And if we were lucky, they were having a look like, I don't know, every second month 
and it was just not a lot of engagement um, and it didn't really feel good and the second thing was the sales cycles um, we always had the feeling we are kind of a vitamin not a kind of a painkiller um, yeah. so we were kind of nice to have and for that reason sometimes it took um, a year to close some some deals maybe longer and when you close them obviously the kind of MRR growth is quite significant, um, but still, it doesn't feel the right way. And at some point, we were slowly growing, but we didn't see this kind of big um, growth potential for only having this analytics suite. Um, so I would say those two points are now feeling completely different. Yeah, that's cool. That's interesting. And, and that I'm sure that will be helpful for you in the future, just like knowing the difference between like something that's not working and then something that like is working um and mm. seeing the how that feels yeah for sure and and really i think this engagement point is so important because it helps so much to get a ton of feedback and good en energy from your customers and i think it's mm -hmm. in the beginning that's that is a way more important than having big mr numbers and um, because it really helps you to kind of improve your your tool and the rest you can figure out um, yeah. then maybe then maybe a second point was building a team um, that was super fun before that it was mostly my co-founder Toby and I coding the complete tool and hiring the right people is not just a ton of fun and you can get a lot done in a week because you are not a bottleneck um, but you also learn a ton um, so for all the different areas I have the feeling um, they are better than I am or they know additional stuff because they are specialized in their different areas, one for really backend engineering, one only for front end, one going really deep in, in the whole data science stuff. Um, so it's also super cool to, to learn additional stuff from them. I think um, that was also a big win of the year. And yeah, it, it was surprisingly pleasant to kind of build a team, have it and to work with them because before that I was a little bit scared how would it feel just to be a manager, not code anymore. But I have the feeling mm -hmm. I, I learn at least as much as I did when I was coding on my own because now I can learn from other people. Um, so that was a really good experience. Yeah, that's a cool way to think about it because um, I think I've had maybe that fear as well like thinking about like hiring people and stuff um but yeah if you look at it that way it's like oh now you have more people to learn from and teach you and and it's good like you're saying if you know you're hiring people that are better at things than you are and have different expertise in different areas mm -hmm. um i can see that would be really helpful yeah yeah no for sure and obviously it makes fun to to work in a team to work together with them um so i would say um it's also a great atmosphere right now um yeah really happy with that one and then the last one is um the phd because i have the feeling it was so much work but i accomplished to uh, <laughs> really tell the professor i want to finish this year um we need to bring it um to an end this year and it was tough from time to time um, because obviously the professor has like a thousand different ideas what you could do next what additional research you could do and then it takes i don't know four five six years um so i was really happy oh, that i managed to tell him okay let's finish it this year until then i will really push but after it it will be over and yep. yeah <laughs> really looking forward to when it's over and i'm happy that i uh, kind of accomplished that milestone yeah that's that's really awesome so how much time did you end up spending on the, the phd overall um i did it in three years um so overall it was um s still super fast but i think it really helped me that i was pretty good in coding and in data science so for me, the hard part was actually kind of reading the literature, writing the papers, but uh, kind of the, the groundwork um, was super easy for me to to do, like data scraping, the, all the analytics, um, building the models. Uh -huh. um, that was a ton of fun, and I think that helped me to do it um, quite quick. 
um, but it was a ton of work during the three years. Oh, I bet. So are we going to have to call you Dr. Ingo now? <laughs> For sure. Um, in general. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, better not. Um, cool. <laughs> nice. Let's, that would, is that, that, would is that be so weird. Or did you have another one? Excuse me, what did you say? Did you have a, another uh, high for the year, or was that, was that all of yours? That were the my main highs for okay. the year. Um, nice. What about your challenges? What didn't work out that well? Yes, so what didn't go well this last year? Um, so the first one I have is kind of my dive into crypto was my NFT project didn't go as well as hoped. Um, so, you know, that one was kind of, uh, I mean, it was kind of discouraging. I mean, we, we did put a decent amount of time into this project and there seemed like there was a lot of potential too. Um, and so when it didn't go as well as we hoped, that was, that was kind of disappointment. Um, and definitely a, a downer within this last year. Um, but there, there was a lot of good things I think come from that as well, which I'll probably include in some of the learnings from this last year. Um, but yeah, so that was definitely one of the hard things this year, um, kind of almost connected to that, but it's, you know, it's part of the crypto world. This is my second thing is I lost some money in crypto this year. So that was kind of sad, <laughs> but is it, you know, is it, is it, is it, you lost hypothetical money, um, you earned before because you invested in crypto or was it really like losing money? Yeah, it was losing like real money. This was real oh, money, <laughs> not hypothetical money. <laughs> um, so yeah, there was some of that. Um, that was, you know, that's no good. Um, and then the third one is, yeah, it's kind of like hard a little bit to think back to, you know, so the first half of this year, um, I do, I, you know, some of it, like we talked about was like, I think I did need a little bit of a break from Potion. Um, mm -hmm. but like, I probably didn't need that big of a break from potion. Um, and so I think I was definitely distracted. There was some distractions in this year. Um, and it's a little bit hard. Like, I don't necessarily know. I don't know. I don't think I would necessarily say that I regretted doing those things and trying that stuff. It was kind of like just trying something, see if it was going to work, you know, learning a lot from that. And it didn't work out as well as hoped. Um, so it's like, obviously, I guess the downer is like, uh, hopefully that, you know, that would have, that time would have been better spent or, or worth it. But it, I don't know, it's hard for me to say, like, I regret doing those things because I did learn a lot and, um, you know, tried something. And I guess one of the things that I can look and back maybe, and think like, um, and maybe that was, let's, go ahead. let's pause here for a second, because I think it's super interesting, um, that you say you were distracted and, mm -hmm you kind of spend too much time doing something else. I think that's a big learning and you should keep it in mind when you're thinking about doing freelance jobs. And just as yep. I told you last time, I'm a big fan of doing, I don't know, up to 20 hours um, of freelancing. But I think you have to be careful to not um, kind of let it be 40 hours um, because I think then it will again be super hard for potion um so i think that should be kind of a, a learning of what mm -hmm. is the right amount of time to spend somewhere else right yep yeah i've been thinking about that a lot recently too um but yeah so like <laughs> i was saying like yeah i don't know if i would i regretted doing all those things because it was kind of i know that's like how you experiment try things and figure out if something works like you have to kind of spend the time to do that um yeah just ideally it wouldn't been have taken as much uh time and that's kind of how project i think always goes like the scope always just kind of expands the more you work on it you're like you find out oh this is more complex than i thought oh this is going to take more time mm -hmm. all this stuff um so yeah it's yeah that's kind of how things go sometimes um i'm trying to think if there's anything to add to that but those those are my three points um the nft stuff crypto losing money and then distracted point those are i feel like the things the three main things that didn't go well this last year but 
for me. Regarding your first point, nevertheless, you still believe in the potential of crypto and kind of working there, doing stuff there. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. So I feel like that's kind of one of the positive things out of this is that, yeah, like I, you know, going through all that, I've learned a ton about crypto this last year. And coming out of that, I'm like bigger into it than ever, basically. <laughs> so like, I, I do really think it's going to be a, a future technology. You know, it's already changed a lot of things, I think, but I think it could do a lot more and who knows how long that will take. But like, I'm definitely interested in it and have learned a lot about like how it works. And so, you know, what kind of, um, we, we should do kind of one session where we talk about crypto <laughs> because I think um, I have like an overview of what it is and I think it's interesting at some points I'm pretty skeptical um, nope. but I think that could be super fun um, if you do some deep dives into crypto because I probably have a ton of different questions and I have the feeling you have a pretty good overview um, and knowledge mm -hmm. of all the stuff happening there Yeah, that could, I wonder, I think that could be interesting. I wonder if the listeners would enjoy that. Um, I think it would help with you kind of coming from maybe not knowing things and asking the questions, because I think that would kind of guide us down a good path yeah. of like talking about parts of it that we should. Um, but yeah, if you're listening, DM one of us and and let us know, like, if you want to, if that's, if that's something you'd like to hear and see. Um, Because, yeah, that, I think that could be interesting. Uh, but, yeah, I'm not sure what the listeners think. So let us know. <laughs> um, yeah, let's see. Let us know. Um, cool. All right. Did you want to go over what didn't go well for you this last year? Sure. Um, so actually, this point was hard to because, to be honest, especially the last three to four months felt amazing especially in mara because there was the new product building was super cool we used some new technology everything worked there we had a ton of traction so like the last couple of months for mara they felt amazing um so oh, that was sweet. tough because but i remember at the beginning of the year and one of the points was we were so close to selling the company um so actually we really? did yeah we did uh, review analytics and actually one of the review management platforms was interested in buying that as an asset um so mm. they collect a ton of reviews and they said okay we have a ton of customers you could sell them your analytics solution and we would simply buy you and then you could work for us and implement all of the analytics and it was kind of such up and down um, because we had so many meetings, due diligence, we worked on the contracts, um, negotiations, then we had a feeling, okay, everything works, we are happy with uh, what they offer, um, it could really work, then there was a additional downer and they had some additional stuff they needed or they wanted, then we again had big discussions in the founding team And for that reason, it was kind of super exhausting to um, go through it. Um, wait a second. Mm -hmm. Some of the founders calling me. Sorry. Um, yeah, that, <laughs> that was that was super drowning, and it was such a big up and down because there were these highs where you thought, okay. Um, it's a great offer. We love to work with the people. They were super nice. Um, I think it could. Could have been super fun to work with them. And then there was the lawyer coming back with additional points and big discussions. And then we thought it wouldn't work out. And I think it took like three to four months where we had a final contract. And then at like the very last moment, we decided that there were like, I don't know, some paragraphs where we didn't agree. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> so that was super tough. That was super tough. Um, and I think that was probably the low point for this year. Um, so I'm happy it's over <laughs> and yeah. we don't so it's kind have of a low point just because like it took a lot of time and a lot of energy and thinking and then it just and it like didn't work out is that is that why it's a low yes. point yes 
Yes, okay. yes, for sure. So it took so much energy, just as you mentioned, and obviously you then kind of work on contracts and on discussions and so on and so forth. And you don't work on the business and you notice that yeah. for, for all the different parts and then kind of it didn't work out. Then you stand there and kind of work less on sales, on product and everything is just not feeling that good. So I'm really happy it is over and I know we come to that later, but maybe I can do like one big learning already here. Um, okay. Because for, for us, the big learning was always have a plan B when it's about investing and liquidity. Because at some point we were like 99.9% .9 sure that we will kind of yeah. sell the company. And then it didn't work out. And we were so lucky that we kind of had a very good plan B with the investors coming in and that we, that we were super transparent to those investors. We also told them we have an offer on the table and we need to decide and need a little longer for that. But it was so good to have a plan B. So really highly recommended to, to everyone when it is about your company and it is live or death. Um, always have a plan B, no matter how certain you are, um, that it will work out. Yeah. So I'm curious, like, was this potential acquisition, was it like, like, like a really good exit, like something you'd be really happy with or like, yeah, like, cause I mean, this was pretty early into your company's life, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I would say it was. Obviously, I can't um, tell you the numbers <laughs> because there are NDAs in, yeah, in place. Um, but it was enough that we kind of considered giving up everything. Um, so it was a good amount um, of money. But um, there would also be some kind of earnout. So we would have the obligation to stay there for longer it would not be sell the company take the money and then we are we are done it was more they wanted to buy our expertise and for that reason yeah. it was super important to them that we stay there longer um yep, so that was that one sense. big part part of the deal but other than that um overall it was an attractive offer and they really believed in the solution and the future of our analytics solution and i mean for us it was super attractive because they figured out something we hadn't figured out and that was building that big sales machine um having a ton of different customers that could mm, get mm -hmm. value from it so i think the cooperation um totally made sense but then there were just some some risks we were not willing to take and for that reason yeah. it did not work out at the very end yeah that makes sense that's that's an interesting uh, situation to be in and i can see how that would be frustrating to like go through all the work and the time i've i've done some of that myself and it is another kind of like distraction kind of thing like you said where you're like not mm -hmm. thinking about the business or you can't work on the business because you're thinking about selling <laughs> yeah so. yeah and sometimes i have I think about if it gets better when you're a little bit more experienced and maybe older. Um, but for me, it was the first, also for the other two co-founders, it was the first time something like that happened. So obviously we were super excited at the beginning um, and therefore it was also draining a lot of energy. Um, yeah, happy it's over. That's good. <laughs> That's good. Um, That's a good experience. Then the second point, and I mean, I was mentioning it as the, the big win of the year, um, but it's also something that was not always positive, was for sure the PhD, um, because mm, yep. working working in a the win evenings. win and a last. <laughs> yes, for sure. Because working on the weekends, the evenings, um, it was simply not that much fun. And I can remember the moment when you were asking me, actually, um, if if it is currently fun and I enjoy the journey and for Mara, it's really 100% yes. Um, but probably for the PhD, it, this was not always the case, um, simply because it was too much work and maybe, um, there's a way to do it a little slower and not work every weekend on, on a PhD. 
Um, so currently I'm so excited that it's over, but over the year, obviously, um, it was exhausting and I'm happy it's over now. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I could see that being a lot just like on top of your startup that you're trying to build. Like those are two, those are kind of two things that take a lot of mental energy and a lot of time. Mm -hmm. And then you put those together and that's, that's a lot. (laughs) So, yeah. But at the end, I mean, it worked out. So I really do not want to complain. It was um, amazing that I had the opportunity to do it and I chose it myself. Um, Sorry, I don't want to complain. um, But nevertheless, um, from time to time, it was exhausting. And then the last point is um, something you can actually help me with. uh, (laughs) Because I, I noted down Twitter and I think currently... I am the worst person in uh, sharing everything, kind of being up to date. Um, and I really love how much you share with the community, how much you give, give back, how much you interact. Um, so that's really something I want to do next year when I have a little bit more time um, to kind of dive a little bit deeper in the whole makerspace in, in Twitter and other channels. Um, so that's something I'm really interested in. Um, but I would say currently it was pretty awful how I did it so far. Yeah. I mean, it, it takes time. Um, definitely I think worth, worth the time and it, it's a lot of fun and it's, it's a good way to meet a lot of people, I think. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe that can be one of your next year goals, um, to get that going. Yeah. And I mean, we discussed that um, it would be nice to define goals together. So that can then also be something where you can support me a little bit because I have the feeling that you um, are quite an expert in that field. Um, So I hope I can learn something there. Yeah, yeah, that would be good. That sounds fun. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Should we move on to our learnings from this last year? Yes. So biggest learning for you. What was it? Um, hmm. let's see, I guess I, I could jump to what I think is the biggest learning. Um, I think the biggest learning, and this is something I'm always kind of like going through, I feel like. And so I guess I'm always learning it because it just keeps coming up and it's, it's not necessarily <laughs> uh, easy. Um, but just learning like that SAS is slow, that you have to be really patient with it. Um, and just kind of work through the different trials, the different things that come up and just be very patient. Um, cause it's kind of like a longer term game, I think with, with the SAS, like if you've heard of like the slow ramp of death, like that's definitely mm-hmm. a thing in SAS that it just, it can just be slower sometimes. And so, you know, I just, I think I've been having to learn how to be content with that and still enjoy that and enjoy the journey even when it's kind of slow and I want things to be moving faster I think I can easily like just jump from thing to thing because I'm just like okay you know I kind of know how this goes like I want to see something happen here like that you know that's the exciting part um but yeah just kind of learning that it's slow and trying to be patient and so I'm definitely still not very good at that but I've definitely seen that I guess um let's see so that was I think maybe one of the main learnings from this last year. Uh, I think the last or another one is just learning that entrepreneurship is for sure what I want to do long term. And I really enjoy it. And just kind of learning that about myself, Um, you know, kind of with what I mentioned, one of the great things this year of like being able to work for myself, spend my own time accordingly to what I think makes sense. Like I've just seen how much I really enjoy it. And, you know, I've been into entrepreneurship entrepreneurship for a while now, like, you know, probably the last five or six years. But this last year is really the first time I've been able to go all in on it, kind of go full time on it and spend all my time there. And yeah, just seeing that I really enjoy it, even though there are risks. And, you know, maybe sometimes you make less money than I could have elsewhere, like, go, you know, going and getting a job and stuff. Um, yeah, I think I this year just learned how much like I do really enjoy this and it's it's what I want to keep doing. Um hopefully, you know, so, probably for the rest of my career. So that was a good one. So learning. can 
So can you narrow that down a little bit more? So do you have a feeling what exactly excites you the most? And to be more specific, is it being a solo founder and doing the bootstrapping thing? Could you also imagine building a larger company, having some co-founders, building a team? Is it, could you imagine focusing more on the freelancing or is that um, for sure nothing you're interested in? So what is it um, you, yeah. you learned there about yourself? So it's definitely building my own products. Um, I think the freelancing thing, like, you know, I've done a little bit of that and it's definitely nice. Um, but that's not like, I, I don't want it to be self-employed just to do freelancing. That's definitely not the goal. The freelancing is just kind of a, I think just a nice little tool to kind of help make some extra money here, there along the way. But definitely the goal is to build my own businesses. That's what I really enjoy. Build my own like products. And I could kind of see doing it multiple different ways in the future. Like I, I really enjoy doing the solo indie hacking thing right now. Um, but I could see in the future, like wanting to be a little more ambitious, wanting to like partner with somebody, maybe wanting to raise some money. I don't know if I'd want to go like full VC route yet, but who knows, maybe in the future that can make sense with whatever business I'm trying to build potentially. Um, how, would, how would that person look like you would like to have in your founding team? Would it be complementary to you? Would it be another developer? How would be that dream co-founder look like? I think the dream co-founder would basically be a clone of myself. <laughs> no, <I'm>, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I know, I'm just joking. That, that was a joke. Um, actually, that would be like the worst thing um, because yeah. I don't need another one of myself to kind of do that stuff. Like I'm already trying to do that. So yeah, it would definitely be a complimentary person, like probably someone with marketing or sales backgrounds that's like really good at mm -hmm. that kind of stuff that I'm not as good at. And I think that would be a kind of team that could come together. Like we could come together and really do something cool together. Um, so yeah, that, that would be the, the right kind of person uh, for me, I think. That's super interesting. And I think that makes 100% sense. And I have the feeling that in our co-founding team, that is one of the big strengths that kind of for all the tasks I'm pretty bad at. Um, there's some <laughs> of the, the co-founders um, who is excited about it and vice versa. Um, so that helps so much if you have really those compliments in the team. So I think that's that's really the right thing, um, what you're looking yeah. for. Yeah. And then the last learning that I have for this year is, we kind of touched on it a little bit, but I, I just learned a ton about crypto and how crypto works. I, I learned a lot about like the technical parts of it um, and then even how to do like software development with crypto, um, you know, building NFTs, projects, things like that. Um, and then I also kind of like learned like how the cycle of crypto works, because like, I've been mm -hmm. through a full cycle now of like being a part of it where, you know, being on the front side, like before it kind of blows up and then like being a part of a bull market where everything like everyone's talking about it and then also being a part of a bear market where it's kind of died, crashed down, everyone hates it, that kind of thing. And just like experiencing those highs and lows of a cycle through crypto. Um, so I've, I've learned a lot from that. And then just like how to invest like safely in crypto and just be um, better at that. Like I think I've learned a lot that year, kind of because I made some mistakes in that um, earlier on in the year. And so, so obvious. So obviously... Yeah. This is not um, financial advisory, but if you need to bet or kind of foresee the future, how does the next year of crypto look like? What is coming? Um, I think the next <laughs> year of crypto doesn't look great. Like, I think the next year of crypto is going to probably be the same, kind of the same what it is right now, where it's, it's just going to mm -hmm. kind of be sideways. There's not going to be a ton of exciting things on that front. Like the, the media, the, the mainstream media is not probably going to care about it much. They're probably going to throw it to the wayside just because it is kind of a bear market. There's um, a lot of, uh, you know, the economy is not in a great place overall. And so I think that will be the main thing that will kind of push crypto down. Um, and so that's what I'm kind of expecting for this next year. Um, so, yeah, not not financial advice. I don't really know what I'm talking about, but that's, that's <laughs> some of my 
thoughts. So in one year, we need to meet again and kind of discuss how it went the year of crypto. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. Okay, so that that's it for me. What are what are your learnings from this last year? Um, we already talked about a plan B. Um, I think that was really a big learning. I kind of want to keep for the rest of my uh, um, entrepreneurial life. Then I think a second thing that worked really good was the pivot. Um, because I had the feeling for our first product, oftentimes we founders were sitting together and then kind of in the room theorized about how the perfect product could look like and we were building it and talking a little bit to customers and obviously you hear it from everyone kind of talk to customers talk to customers but i had mm -hmm. the feeling that this was the first time we really did it so we defined like i think it was more than 10 different options we had we knew we wanted to do something in the text generation space and then we define some ranking for ourselves. Um, so we defined, okay, what is super important to us? It's probably something like size of the market um, and kind of other criteria. And then we started to rank it. Um, mm -hmm. And then the next step was to build nothing and just talk to customers. And that was so helpful. And I can really highly recommend it to uh, anyone because at the beginning, my favorite was actually building a email assistant that helps you writing emails faster and respond faster. And mm. I thought, okay, that's that's the perfect solution. And um, the market is huge. Um, you also need it for your job. So maybe the company could pay for it. Um, there could be so much value. And then we were talking to customers and it, they really didn't really like it like we talked to a lot of customers and pretty much every one of them said like writing email from bullets that's not a thing um i would not pay for it and if my company would pay for it it would be super hard and if i would kind of i privately would probably not pay at all for it um so it was super helpful to talk to so many people and then like every week we re-ranked the table and then after, I think, like three-ish weeks, it was super clear where to go and to kind of hmm. go in this niche of building this reply system. So I had a feeling that worked extremely well because it kind of forced you to be very open and to talk to a lot of um, kind of customers. And I had a feeling before we were oftentimes thinking we had a clear idea of what would be the best idea but it completely changed after talking to a ton of customers. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, that's a pretty cool learning to see that kind of work and just like realize like listening to customers and talking to them like just is really helpful. I've been thinking like I need to probably do a little bit more of that. And I've, I've tried to by adding some more like automated emails after certain events in the potion cycle where it's like, hey, what did you think about this? Like, can you give me some feedback and stuff? So I've gotten a little bit more of that, but I probably need to get on some video or on some calls mm -hmm. with some customers yeah. and that'd probably be helpful. That was super helpful. And I also really liked the way of doing different ideas in parallel, because oftentimes if you test like one of your ideas and talk to a lot of customers, it's super hard to say, okay, was that successful? But if you test, let's say five ideas in parallel or five features in parallel, you get like a good feeling of what do the people like the most and you can really compare and benchmark it so i had a feeling like big part of it was like to be open-minded have a set of ideas and then kind of compare them and evaluate them in parallel yeah that's that's pretty cool um and then maybe the, the last learning was for sure on the technical side um because there was this company that was about to buy us um there was a huge due diligence and they had like i don't know 100 dif different questions about how we build our tool and mm -hmm. the first analytic analytics tool um i mean we were coming from the data science part so we build it as good as we could somehow and just to give you an example we were using our shiny for the front end um, it is um, kind of 
connected to R, that is the statistical um, programming language. And obviously a yeah. ton of stuff was not possible to do with it. And also we were building this monolith. So the database queries were directly from, from our front end. It was totally fine for the first app and to move there faster. But I think because we had all those different questions and that really showed us what is possible and because we hired the right people that really completely changed. And now we try to build more microservices. Everything is serverless. We try to use like the latest um, technology and that at some point really helped us to have not a ton of technical debt where you get like slower and slower every month. Um, yeah. So that was a big learning of how to actually build good software. That was super cool. Mm, yeah, that's really helpful to see that a, a good infrastructure know how to create that. That's that's sweet. Well, is that is that is that it? Is that all of them? Yes, that's the that's a big learning. Wow. Well, we just went through the whole year. That was that was pretty interesting. Uh, hopefully, that was interesting for <clears throat> those listening, uh, just hearing kind of how that went, and uh, hopefully, hopefully, some of those learnings were were helpful. Um, and so, yeah, like you said, Ingo, the plan is uh, probably sometime in January we're going to do an episode where we're going to look forward into next year and kind of set some goals, things we'd like to accomplish accomplish in the next year. And that, and we're going to share that with everyone listening. So that should be kind of fun and kind of almost a continuation of this because I'm guessing that a lot of our goals will be dependent on, you know, obviously this year and things we learned and things that went well this year and trying to maybe capitalize on some of that stuff. Um, so sweet. Well, thanks for doing that with me, Ango, and hope you guys yeah, all enjoyed so it. Thank you so much. Um, really looking forward to the gold session. And yeah, to the listeners, let us know if we should talk about crypto at some episode. <laughs> All right. Talk to you guys <laughs> later. Bye. Bye-bye.